more Bobby Brown in general. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to Post-Apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. Tongue twister. Yeah. And California's on fire again. <sighs> fire season is uh, now 12 months it's 12 of months. the year. And it, it's going to overlap with award season. And Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, it, there was an article today that, you know, because the Irishman is coming out. Yeah. And Ford versus Ferrari. Mm-hmm. No, there's no correlation between those movies, by the way. But it just goes, there's a man wave of movies coming out. <laughs> no way. And I was like, isn't there always a man wave of movies? Right? It's like... They make it seem like, wow, we haven't had movies with men in a while. <laughs> it's, it's the weirdest <laughs> term I've ever heard. Man wave. Where'd you read that? It was on Deadline. Oh, Really? I didn't see that one. Yeah, I mean, it did come in, you know, the, the inbox like every five seconds. So yeah, there's always some stupid missed. story. Yeah. But wow. I just love it. It's like there's a man wave of movies That's coming. That's a great comeback. <laughs> like, isn't there always a man I mean, wave? thank God, because there, I haven't seen a man yeah. movie in so <sighs> long or a, or a man leading franchise in so long that, oh, wait, every movie that comes out is a man wave movie. It's like, you know, there's the meat. <laughs> the me too movement and uh, suddenly every movie is all women all yeah. cast women. it's like no that's not no that's not what's happening all it did is we got a few extra movies out of guilt from hollywood yeah exactly you're right we're terrible but we're not going to give you any original movies we're just gonna you guys can do oceans eight yep you can do remake it we'll you rematch do, ghostbusters you can, you can do ghostbusters uh charlie's angels Although Charlie's Angels was always, but you can reboot Charlie's Angels. Yeah, we'll let you do that. But no, you can't have any of your own. Yeah, it's just, it's it's that, that headline. <laughs> it's just like, as you're writing it, it's like, oh, I no, I can't really lead with this. This is not a like, good... The only ways you could do it is if it's a, a teen wave. Like, if all of a sudden we just having, like, the summer of teen, mm, like, totally. young adults. Like, there's a teen wave of movies coming this fall. It's like, okay. I can get behind teamwork, but it's like, it's always a man wave of movies. Right. I mean, there's there's definitely wa- waves of things, and they just sort of, I think most of the times it's because of the way things are um, scheduled and everything, and different studios have different stra- uh, strategies. These things just, just sort of happen. Mm-hmm. There's sort of not this, like, one um, sort of fluid strategy uh, from all the studios together. You know, it could be... Uh, horror is big right now or yeah, uh, like a horror teen. Wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah or not, right now it seems to be all superheroes but at in the beginning it was like oh there's like a superhero wave but like man i mean yeah. come on <laughs> i mean i don't even know what they were trying to get at i mean i think i mean i get it irishman i mean that's just more of i mean that would be a classic wave because it's all old school actors but you know ford versus fry i mean yeah christian bale's been around a long time matt damon's been around a long time but you know it's not like it would be if it was the irishman and then a clean eastwood movie like a lot of like 60s and 70s stars it'd be mm-hmm. like oh wow there's a you know original man movie or so i don't know i, I think the man wave is just a poor term right <laughs> but you know that person was excited man wave <laughs> i'm, they cr- type I'm it. creating <laughs> hashtag do my own hashtag <laughs> i think Maybe what it means is that, you know, these are male-dominated, male-driven, for males kinds yeah. of movies. I didn't read the article, but it was it was an article. Maybe it was in Deadline about 
Martin Scorsese getting scrutinized for his uh, lack of women in his movies in his career. All right. And uh, so he had to defend that. Um, He's had women in his movies. He, he I mean, they just mean as leads. Right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, Frankie versus Frankie and John. No, that wasn't his. That's just someone, something with Al Pacino. I just assume everything <laughs> that Al Pacino's been in. Has, uh, but I think this is his first movie with Scorsese, right? Really? I think so. That, really? That's what I, I know. That's what I'm saying. I mean. I just assume they've all been in the same movies together. But no, you're probably. That's what you. I think what it is, it's also I'm, I'm, uh, because we were just off off mic talking about Coppola. That, that's so what I'm I was just about like, to say, they yeah. all sort of co-mingle. Yeah, yeah. That, I love those type of facts. First movie. And it's like, BS. Oh, yeah, you're right. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> I know. It's Pacino, who's like, I don't know, was he 70, 80? Yeah. And it's like. Yeah, but like to see Pacino, like Serpico Pacino, or yeah, which I would assume. Scarface oh yeah, that, with, that's Scorsese. Scorsese. It's not, yeah. yeah, I mean De Niro was his guy back then, so I, I get it. I think it. that's what it is. It's, but it's like to have Pacino at that part of his career, and like Pacino and De Niro, then yeah, you know, not de-aged, but yeah. Then. <laughs> well, I think that's what it is. It's um that movie, like a Serpico, feels like a Scorsese film and nothing against oh, who did Scorsese? It, was it uh, Sydney? Yes. Sydney Lumet? Yes. So nothing against that. It just sort of felt like that would have been a Scorsese film. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm, I, I brought up the Scorsese, uh, no women, uh, discography. Oh my God. I forgot he directed Michael Jackson's bad. He, he did much direct, God, right? another man oh. wave movie. I mean, well, quotes, <laughs> man wave, man. Um, well, let's go back to okay. Obviously, not Mean Streets, not Taxi Driver. I mean, the women are in these movies, but yeah. they are not a last fun, waltz. Fun fact: uh, the Wesley Snipes role in uh, Bad was offered to Prince. So that would have been that would have been. I'd watch that video every day. I know. Raging Bull, King of Comedy, After Hours. I would. It's not a female lead, but it's female centric. Which one was that? After Hours with Griffin Dunn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ish. Color of Money, Last Temptation of Christ, Goodfellas, Cape Fear, Age of Innocence. That was. There you go. He had one. You know, Daniel Day Lewis played a. No, he did. He, but he, he could play anything. It's like, look, everyone shut up. He did one. Kate Blanchett was great in Aviator. She was. Granted, she was laying it like 15 minutes. <laughs> but, you know, we're just, we won't talk about the... Uh, yeah, that, uh, but that's the thing. It's like, does he have to? I guess, I don't know. I, like, I get why people get angry about everything because we live in a fire world or whatever. But if that's not the movie you want to make... Should he be obligated to make female-led movies? I mean, I think that that question sort of swirled in my mind when I yeah. read that. It was like, yeah. I mean, if you're just like talking about the fact that he has not a lot of women in his movies or the lack of women in his movies, if you bring that up, you know, I think as a writer and artist, you know, you sort of go with what you know and what you can do best. Right. And he does really well with these sort of male-dominated stories, and, and and people respond to him, and it's about his direction and the care that he takes in his filmmaking. You know, is he obligated to you know make you know an all or female-dominated uh, movie? I, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I think 
on the uh, other side of the camera, he does employ uh, a lot of women. I know his his longtime editor, you yeah. know, is, is an amazing editor, you know, woman. I mean, I, I just think that, you know, this is this is sort of where it's going. You know, once you like get one thing where it's like, you know, this Me Too movement, which is a very powerful, very viable movement uh, that is, is far from, you know, getting started was just getting started rather it's just you know it just feeds into this whole thing of well um let's look at you know all of our uh present uh i don't say pop culture but people out there and in 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 scorsese they'll just go hey he doesn't have any women in his uh many women in his movies let's talk about that and it's like well you know let's talk about that same question to tarantino you know um and, and and it's not for me it's not about like how many women they have in their movies because those movies are done but like the portrayal of right. the women you know and if it's like he doesn't he, he has m- women in his movies but like how does he portray these women in his movies right. you and, know and i would say because i sort of went on a um scorsese bender and by bender i mean i saw three films yeah that i hadn't seen well. in a while but i wouldn't it didn't seem out of place where <clears throat> You know, where you watch an old 80s film now and you're like, ooh, that joke hits a little differently now. They, everyone yeah. was very strong, like Sybil Shepard in uh, Taxi Driver mm-hmm. was portrayed very well, I thought. And even though it's creepy with Jodie Foster because of her age, but she's playing a, a bigger than life character. So, and then even um, Sandra Bernhardt in King of Comedy, mm-hmm. she was, a, I think the portrayal of women based on a few of those movies are good. It's just they're just not, I guess, the lead. No, absolutely, Lorraine Bracco in um, in Goodfellas. I mean, she shares the voiceover with. Um, oh yeah, Ray Liotta, right? Yeah, yeah. She is really strong and had great performance in that movie. It's Henry Hill, but it's like those two sort of going yeah. through it together, and that sort of really, really memorable performance by her. You know, is he gonna make? You know, uh, Little Women. I don't know, but I, I hope he does. <laughs> <laughs> it appears. I put that in the universe. Yeah. It's probably happening next. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's the thing because he doesn't write his own stuff. So, and not that if you write your own stuff, you're obligated to be co-equal to everything. It's, but I think what it is, it's he's just gravitates towards the scripts that he knows he can tell the story. Right. He might get Little Women and go, yeah, I can't tell the story. I'm not the right person. Maybe he's had a few of those come across his desk where, you know, it's like an Aaron Brockovich or something like that. He might have went, yeah, I'm not the person to tell the story. He yeah. might have just felt like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I couldn't get, I couldn't bring anything to this that I feel would be worthy of my time. Right. And, and he has, it's a male dominated movie, but right. he did, he was presented with, uh, clockers. Okay. And, um, he just told him, he's like, I, I don't think I can bring my sensibilities are such that I don't think I can bring anything to this movie, but I do think Spike Lee can. So I'm going to, if you don't mind, I'm going to give it to him. See if he wants to do it. Hollywood's like, I don't think it works like that, <laughs> but you are Scorsese. Right. I pass, but I'm going to give it to my friend yeah. to direct. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no backsies. Yeah, um. exactly. You gave it to me, yeah. so I hold all the cards. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so 
Exactly. And, and I'm sure, I mean, he's Scorsese, so you know the scripts pile up, you yeah. know, and I'm sure a lot of them are, you know, some of, or some of them are with women, uh, he's a, a cast with a large amount of women in it. And I don't think that he can't do it, but like you said, the story and everything has to like speak to him and maybe he can't, yeah. you know, I just think that on the amount of years it takes to make a movie, it takes yeah. like years of his life because it's like from the script to acquiring it, to doing all that stuff, to casting, to waiting for, say, a Leonardo DiCaprio or... Um, Always waiting for Leonardo or, DiCaprio. Exactly. <laughs> say you're waiting for Meryl Streep. You're waiting, yeah. if, if it's a female cast, you're waiting for... Meryl Streep. Oh, Meryl, <laughs> Meryl Streep, first, first of all. Because he's not, not going to direct it if it doesn't have Meryl Streep. And maybe for the roles. Yeah. Um, you know, there are a lot of top tier women just working right now yeah non-stop so it's like just getting all the coordinating all the schedules and all that by the time you finish the movie or scorsese would say the picture um it's like three years yeah and it's like he's got to maintain his his enthusiasm for this 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 story you know and something like the irishman something like uh goodfella something like um you know, to depart it, even t- it took 20 years to make silence. <laughs> Takes about that long to watch it. Am I right? Say <laughs> <laughs> you up there. <laughs> um, it's just, like you said, that's what he gravitates towards, to, towards, and that's what he is comfortable doing, and that's what he is good at, you yeah. know? And I think that there's something to be said about, hey, I'm good at this. Let me go ahead and do it. And Let me be put good on my at focus. my job. Yeah. Instead of, well, I don't feel like I can bring anything to it, but yeah, let me go ahead and just make a, 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 a movie with all women. But I don't know, really know how to do it. You know, if he felt like he didn't really know how to say, I don't want to say handle women, but just, yeah. just sort of like. <laughs> easy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. Just like, <laughs> just like the way you portray women in, in, in film, you know, it's just, I don't think it's difficult but i think it's like a lot is lost when you know you have like maybe uh, it's a movie but like a writer's room or producers and you know if they're all male or mostly male and then like this is sort of female story it's hard to or it's easy to sort of get things for things get lost in the story um certain touches that you know um a female perspective or perspectives could bring to it right um and so Mm. I don't know. It's 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 a tough thing. I think it's the easy thing to say that oh, well, you don't have women in your movies, but like these things have to like speak to him. Yeah. So I think we should focus more on trying to get more women behind the camera no. and creating things and get those perspectives out there instead of you know beating up Martin Scorsese about not having an eighty-year-old man yeah. <laughs> about not making. And that's the thing. It's um. And now it's like that weird double-edged sword because now that that article's out there, if he does one, oh, now he's pandering. Exactly. I mean, he's not... He's no, like, this was a script I... Uh, forget it. I bet he's also probably not on any social media, so he has no idea. <laughs> he's <laughs> smart. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, he's old. No, he's smart. Yeah, exactly. uh, <laughs> old man doesn't know social media. No, old man is smart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Imagine your life without social media. Oh. oh. No, I... Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, 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 
I still want the internet because I like my GPS still, and all that stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Just all that other stuff. I don't need to hear teens, you know, teens now angry because they just watched, you know, Breakfast Club and they're angry with it. And you're just like, you know what? Just is that, get over it. And it's just, it is what it is. Is that happening? Is that? Oh, there's been a few articles where it's like, oh, I revisited, you know, um, I think it was 16 Candles. And it's like, oh, the portrayal of this and this joke here. And you're like, yeah. Keep going back. You're going to be even more horrified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really will. You think you're angry now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me introduce you to the 80s canon. Yeah. Um, and that's just sort of our, I think it's born out of social media. That's just our, our culture now. We sort of just have everything at our fingertips. We can I can watch Breakfast Club in two minutes right, right now. Find it. I can find anything. And... I can pick it apart and I have a platform. I have YouTube, I have Instagram, I have yeah. Twitter, I have all types of things that I can do. I can post a video on Facebook right. and it'll go viral on what I hate about, you know, 10 things I hate about you. Yeah. You know, um, it's just everybody's, you can self publish, you know, yeah. so easily right now and, and have an opinion on something. And a lot of people have an opinion just to have an opinion. You know, it's becoming so ridiculous now where you know it sort of dilutes the power of the me too movement and all these other things where it's just like well no you know you have people who are sort of stewards of that movement who have to at some point draw a line in the sand and say look this this movie's not about that we're not we don't need to beat up you know Martin Scorsese for uh not having uh a ton of women in his movies if in his movies every woman was portrayed as some sort of submissive, you know, demure, um, you know, sidekick or whatever, yeah. then or background person, then we need we should maybe maybe it's worth examining. Yeah. I don't know, maybe not, but or not or not, <laughs> but look at the women that are in his movies, and you, if I see Sybil Shepherd and taxi driver if i say jody foster and taxi driver if i say lorraine brocco and goodfellas if i you know it's just like all these things all these roles you're like wow yes wow what a powerful role what an iconic role right. and it's like look at what he's done with the women he has i mean he's just sort of representing the new york he grew up with with a lot of these movies and it was male dominated this is the man wave. That sh- man wave this man wave <laughs> shaped his um <laughs> well and that's the thing because it's yes if you say taxi driver your first thought is going to be de niro of course but it's not like you watch it now going oh yeah the treatment of women was pretty terrible he knew how to those characters obviously were well written in the first place mm-hmm. and then directed really well and then they're just not known for that movie. Like, I honestly, when I rewatched it, I was like, right, Sybil Shepherd's in this. And I was like, oh, God, I forgot Albert Brooks is in this. Yeah. And, but I mean, of course, I remembered, you know, Jodie Foster because everyone remembers Jodie Foster from that. But I don't know. It's a weird thing where I don't know why we all of a sudden have to, you know, we got to stop Martin Scorsese. Right. No, exactly. we don't. <laughs> no. We really don't have to stop him. Like- He's got about. Although on his IMDb thinks he has 10 things. <laughs> I mean, I want him to keep making stuff and hopefully he Clint Eastwoods them and knocks them out quickly. But, you know, probably realistically, five of those yeah. will happen. Did you just say I- IMDb thinks he has 10 <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. I- 
So, it's I, kind of it, yeah, not funny and funny. I mean, it's just like, I should be like, but it's funny. Yeah, so it's like, you know, it's like, <laughs> they think I he's going to yeah. be a lot more than he is. He's um, attached to a lot more than um, he might be able to do. Yeah. Um, but his name will still be on it if it comes out in 10 years and he's True. not around. But I don't know. I don't think there's... I don't know if there is a need to cancel anything it's like oh should we ban you know 16 candles because of long duck dong and some suggestible dialogue that was didn't bother anyone 30 years ago and not that if it bothered you didn't bother you then it shouldn't bother you now yeah but do we need to get rid of 16 candles no we don't it can still exist and you can choose not to watch it right should we make that movie now doing the exact same things maybe not but can you yes because it's art yeah i mean it's that's if that's the voice you want to take make that movie yeah and i think and i think it's it's always with um with anything but with art you have to just if you study art you just have to realize what the times were yeah you know it's like all this all these things in these movies were um the spirit behind them wasn't like you know so revenge of the nerds wasn't like oh we're gonna do like rape it's like that's not what the spirit behind it was it's not what it was intended to um to portray you look back at it and you go oh what like in reality in actuality this is like rape yeah so um but back then no one knew about it like there's there were no articles about that there were articles yeah somebody could have written about that but nobody did because that's not how it was taken and viewed through today's lens it would definitely yeah if there's anyone that's young don't watch revenge of the nerds yeah. <laughs> you bringing that up now going oh yeah there are some uh, yeah. questionable things in that movie yeah and just like you know as, as a kid is like oh wow i don't even know what i'm looking at but yeah. and it just it seems fun i yeah. mean but you know as i don't know how i would have thought about revenge of the nerds as an adult or if it, but at the time maybe i would have thought nothing because it you know it was just... i don't think i thought i remember seeing it i i think i saw it at the theater which i probably shouldn't have been uh because i think it it would have been an r because of it wasn't it was an r and theaters were pretty lax back in the 80s uh but i did i did see that in the the theater and i was not 18 but i don't remember other than seeing boobs but i don't remember and maybe hearing the f word it's like ha <laughs> ha yeah but at the time none of that stuck out as anything bad because i was watching it for something to oh my god they're doing funny stuff you know right that's all i really remember yeah like the stuff you gravitated to like i didn't see in the theater but i saw it i saw maybe parts of it when like my like see my parents or my aunt and uncle they were like watching it and i was like coming into the room and it was like Mm. Wait, what are you doing? No, get, you can't watch this. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, then you rewatch it, going, "Oh my god, this is going to be right." And then you go, nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> then one big thing happens. Then nothing happens. I know, but then, oh, but all the things that you really, um, I mean, because you're a kid, you think, "Oh, nudity. Oh wow," because there, there was no internet. Yeah, there was no internet. But you just think all the stuff that you gravitate towards and stuff that you quote with your friends had nothing to do with like. Yeah, the nude scene or yeah. the, anything. It was just like, you know, Skolnick and, yeah. you know. Um, I used to know the song. I don't remember the song yeah. anymore. It's like kind of in my head a little bit. I don't. I can't remember. Like I remember 
parts of it and it, once i hear it i know it word for word but i remember that i remember you know nerds, yeah, nerds. You, know, you know that type of stuff and you know 10 mcginley because yeah you know mcginley's great uh, yeah but yeah i don't think about like and that's the thing because uh, you know child of divorce which is uh beneficial to my thing i mean i saw porkies i saw all these films but i'm sure now in a retrospect i you know i've rewatched some things and it's like I mean, I still enjoy them because I still remember that feeling I had when I watched them. But, you know, there's one or two lines where it's like, ha, 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 I don't remember that. Yeah. And then, then you look around the room. No one saw me watch yeah. that, right? <laughs> or you laugh at that joke again. It's like, oh, right. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, don't judge me. Look, I was. I should have seen that movie when I did. The joke's still really funny to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, but, you know, just taking uh, today's lens back to... The 80s. I mean, you take them back to the 1880s. Then it's like, oh, oh, you know. So if you can, we have Breakfast Club again. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah, his, there's not a lot of great things in history. There were great yeah. things, but there were some not so great things um, there too, you know. But we've evolved, yeah. you know, and and we are where we are today. But you know, I think it's you can't just take today's lens to uh i think it's uninformed to just you know visit that upon like uh decades and centuries of the past because it was a different a different time for so many different reasons right. so you know um i'd say let it live you know in in its place in its moment you know in history and and appreciate it for what it was and just know that you know um you know, at the time, this was something that was wasn't looked at, and it didn't it didn't encourage rape, as far as I know. Yeah, encouraged things like that. It didn't encourage uh, more like rampant, um, violent sexual behavior in teens and stuff like that. Um, yeah, no one. Uh, I don't. Think so. No one was going out. Revenge of the Nerds changed me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I know it's okay. Exactly. Right. I was waiting for the validation of that nerd scene, and now right. I can do it. Exactly. And then the other thing, it was, it was like screwball comedy. Yeah. So it was like you didn't even at that age you yeah. didn't think you didn't take it seriously. You know. Yeah, there were. It, I mean, there's a character called Booger. <laughs> I mean, come on. And that's been post-apocalyptic. Yeah. <laughs> High art. I forgot about that. I mean, yeah. The, and yeah, literally, the, the nerdiest was named Poindexter. Yeah. They weren't even really trying that hard. There's the gross guy named Booger. Yeah. And then, then uh, the young kid, Wormser. Wormser. Because he was right. a bookworm. Yeah. I mean, they wore glasses with tape on them. Yeah. Th- this was not to be taken as anything other than an 80s comedy that... Yeah. In theory, it was probably one they threw at the wall. It made some money, and they went. I think went, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. Great, we're gonna make ten more of these, and they're all gonna be terrible. Okay, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I think I did think Revenge of the Nerds was the greatest thing. <laughs> um, and when I say the greatest thing, we're talking in context of Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. Et. I'm not talking about like it was. I didn't think that they were as good as they were, but for me, just the fun of for some reason, this like underdog. It was just always the underdog. It's, you know, it's the karate kid. It it's the like Rocky. It's the, the nerds just, you know, getting their due. And yeah. and that's what I really liked about it, you know? And I was like, okay, that's that's kind of cool. We can see these, you know, uh, misfits that are find their way into, you know, succeeding in this uh, 
in the world of college, you yeah. know, and it's like, okay, you know, I, 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 I kind of like that. Yeah. Lambda, 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 lambda. lambda. I mean, all that. I mean, it's just like stupid. Bernie Casey, right? Was yes, yes. (laughs) Now everything's gonna flip back. All I'm gonna think about is that movie today. Well, and that's the thing. It's um, it's weird. It's like if you take away a lot of those, uh, you know, maybe the things that might offend someone today, but a lot of those ones that stuck that are still culturally popular, like a Breakfast Club, Mm -hmm. they were just tightly made films. You can find. Five other Absolutely. that came out that year that were trying to be the same thing that are terrible. Like there was a you know joystick because what a perfect name for a yeah. screwball comedy. And then there's like the ski school and um, mm-hmm. then there was a lot of schools. There was private school, which is actually okay. That's Phoebe Cates and uh, Matthew Modine. But you know there were a lot. You're like, right. There were a lot of like those, ones that were trying to sort of be in the same pocket. As yeah, the, like there was like private school was. That one's only okay because Matthew Modine and Phoebe Cates are actually really solid actors. So you're just watching and going, wow, they're pretty good. But then the guys dress up as women to go to the you know sorority, and you're just like, sure. Fat guy's named Fatty or whatever because, you know, yeah. no one had clever names. Who's the nerd? Poindexter. Yeah. Sure. But, yeah, I think there's just that level of the people that were trying to make those films and then the people that just made those films. And it would almost be the same way as, like, uh, to sort of maybe circle back a little bit. It's like Scorsese going, fine, I'm making Little Women. No idea why we're saying Little Women. Yeah. It's the <laughs> easiest thing to go to. Right. Is would it be good? Yes, because he's a good director and he'd get good actors. Would it be one of his best? Maybe not. Because if he was only, right. like, if we go into it going, all right, I'm going to do it because I have to do it. You know, whereas, like, it's funny because you look at, like, um, like, a private school or a ski school or hot dog or all those movies back to school back to school <laughs> it's funny to look and you sit there and like summer school i'm sorry summer school summer school is good movie. summer school is good tight movies tight it yeah. tells a whole story it's funny you look at something like that and it's like the director was born in 1938 and you're like wait 38 oh my god they were almost 60 when they made this screwball comedy oh the the studio went we need oh that was popular get that kid and make a boob teen movie you know, and then you're yeah. just like, the director's like, sure, whatever. Right. You know, just trying to do that. So I think it all just becomes, it, it, with anything, it all becomes on how much passion you're putting into it. But the guy who did 50s and 60s westerns, should he have done ski school? Probably not. <laughs> but, you know, he probably needed a job. And it was like, yeah, yeah, I can I can competently talk to actors to get you what you want. You need five boob shots? Great. I'll give you five boob shots. As right. opposed to the story itself being really good. Like the Revenge of the Nerd story is literally, it's Karate Kid. It's Rocky. It's the underdog coming through and, you know, getting over, you know. And that's all it is. And that's why some of those movies just work really well. And others are literally, we just need to see boobs. Oh, that's why your movie doesn't have anything. Because yeah. you're not putting anything. Your your central point of the story is nothing other than to see boobs. Right. You know, whereas, you know, Revenge of the Nerds was a, I guess, a human tale of ish <laughs> i mean uh, you know ogre ogre. <laughs> ogre i mean all of these it's like that movie shouldn't have worked was, they literally was, was writing so... the movie going all right he's the biggest nerd poindexter he typed yeah. that down and it's like who's the gross guy i don't know booger he picks his nose yeah. like literally and it's yeah. like what about the frat guys i don't know ken and um i don't know ogre or something yeah. he drinks beer yeah it's like what's what's the girlfriend's name betty all right <laughs> he literally couldn't have been like pick the most generic names 
but it worked because the script was pretty solid. Yeah, I, I, I just I just remember it being so inventive and so cool. Like as a like as a young person. Yeah, some guy and now, burping and, now, and farting. And, yeah, and, and now I'm like, like even the names. I'm like, oh wow, Poindexter. Now I'm like, they're paint most... by numbers. I mean, it's just, it's just like they didn't ogre? even try. <laughs> We'll have to watch Revenge of the Nerds yes. again. Just like, oh my God, what was wrong with us? <laughs> but literally, it's like, oh yeah, that guy picked his nose and that guy burped. Yeah. It didn't take much at eleven for it to yeah. impress me. <laughs> um, like, why? Why do they call you booger? And then he, you know, it's like, okay, this, this is what you're watching. All right. So the director of Revenge of the Nerds. So now that we're sort of down that path, might as well go to it. Uh, is mostly an editor, but. Hmm. Please tell me it was his first film. It was not his first film. Oh, movies I've never heard of. Oh, he did Gotcha. I liked Gotcha with Anthony uh, yeah. Edwards. Yeah, yeah. Tough Guys. Uh, old uh, Man Wave. Man Wave. <laughs> Man Wave. Troop Beverly Hills. Okay. V.I. Warchowski. I remember V.I. Warchowski. Uh, then um, uh, Kathleen. Kathleen Turner. Yeah. A couple Touched by the Angels, and then it just sort of you know falters after that but the key is the fact that revenge of the nerds was written by like five people <laughs> writer's room story story i guess story a lot, S- a story a lot of story and then screenplay <laughs> lambda, lambda, <laughs> lambda, lambda 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 people are gonna enjoy this podcast if you watch revenge of the nerds yeah the writer wrote an episode of the odd couple in 72 <laughs> so that's where you're Okay, the natural uh, follow-up. Partridge Family, Love American Style, wow. two episodes. All in the Family, two episodes. Five episodes of Happy Days. Then, <laughs> you know what we need? We need you to write that Revenge of the Nerds script, yeah. and then Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, what, what year was his Happy Days? Uh, 77. I thought they were going to be like those 82 ones where you're like, right. oh, <laughs> Ted McGinley. Then after Revenge of the Nerds, he wrote Last Resort, Johnny Be Good, was this yeah, one? It's okay. okay. I haven't revisited that one. That one could be very bad. He gets character credit on all the Revenge of the Nerds. In the Army Now with Paul oh, Shore. the classic. And the last one he did was Eddie with Whoopi Goldberg. Oh. And then I wonder why he's not doing anything more. He's still alive. He's only like 70-something. Yeah. He's like, I'm done, Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> My job. I finished it. I'm done. Eddie, what was the... God, what do you remember? Eddie? I don't... She was basketball coach. Okay. I have the internet, but I want to feel like if I can yeah. remember it, I'll feel better about myself. That was one of those middle of the road whoopee goobers. Like, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing in this one? Well, I'm an all male. I'm a, I'm the coach to the all boys team. Sure, we can do it, guys. It's like a, Wildcats yeah. with Goldie Hawn. Yeah, I liked Wildcats. Actually. Wildcats was really. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny how like, but I would say that was a. That was a solid movie, but almost on the fringe movie. Yeah. Because that hasn't really stuck, other than when people go back, all right, Goldie Hawn, Wesley Snipes, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Prince. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> we should just imagine. Passenger 57, just, <laughs> Prince. <laughs> we should just imagine Prince in all Wesley Snipes roles. <laughs> I would rewatch all those movies with Prince too. in them. Blade, oh. starring Prince. <laughs> that movie has just gotten ten times yeah. better just by being that movie. Um, no, Wildcats was another underdog yeah, movie. Absolutely. Um, God, those. God, that was all the '80s were, weren't they? I think because of Rocky. Yeah. Rocky came out and everyone went, "We need a Rocky." I think Rocky is the the 
I mean, obviously there were ones before it, but that one was the that Oscar one, when you winning. Say, when you say underdog movie, it, it's sort of like a euphemism for the under, like Rocky. Yeah. I'm going to Rocky this. Yeah. You know, that's... And then every movie just became that. I mean, Karate Kid is literally Rocky with karate five years later. Yeah. And directed by the same guy. So, you know. That's how you pitch it. <laughs> hey, I directed the other one, so. But imagine going to, it's like, John you know, Hamilton. yeah, they go to him. And it's like, we have this movie, Karate Kid. Tell me about it. It's about this guy. He's a. Uh, I, I got it. Yeah. No, no, I, I know what to do. He's getting bullied. Uh, <laughs> and he has to karate his way to the championship. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can get this done. <laughs> I need two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Although that movie is well written and um, once again. Also directed uh, Lead on Me. Another. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Morgan Freeman? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Clark? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Another underdog. The the kids, you know, misfit kids. Right. Finally. God, is that all he did? That poor guy. That's all he ended up doing. That's all he does, you know? Can I have a Porky? No one's the underdog in that movie. Or the whole movie's underdog. No one wins in Porky's. Well, I guess they go against Porky, but Porky isn't. I mean, they're teens going after Porky. I bet that would be a weird rewatch. I haven't watched Porky's in ages because they're in high school yeah i don't and there's a lot of nudity in that i haven't seen i'm like outing her but um my mom my mom she really liked porkies and she thought it was funny and i think it's my a funny my, film my, from what i remember i think my uncle did too i was just never like every time she'd watch it i was trying to come in she's like no you can't watch it this is and so i I don't know why I still feel blocked from watching that movie. You watch it now going, I better leave the room. Yeah. The minute it starts, you hear the theme. All right, I'll be in the other room. <laughs> yeah, so it's like Porky's. That was that movie that, like, I got to watch Revenge of the Nerds. I got to watch all But Porky's, I just couldn't. But, I mean, that is one of those ones where. I couldn't get, I couldn't get to that one. I bet, like I said, I'd be curious of how the story holds up. Because there is a story, at least in the first one. But it is literally teens wanting to have sex, but all they show is nudity. Huh. Like that one, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it takes place in the 50s. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. No, I didn't know. I, I, I it's don't so know. blocked I just in knew, mind. I just knew it had nudity in a lot, and that right. couldn't. Yeah, the whole premise of that movie is they're graduating high school. They're hoarding teens because movie. Right. Um, and they want to get Pee Wee. He's the little guy of the group. Okay. Pee Wee. And his, <laughs> his friend, his nerdy friend, Poindexter and Booger. Yeah. Right? No, um, <laughs> Uh, they want to get him laid, so uh, they decide to go to Porky's. Porky's is like a casino brothel type place. Yeah. So they go there, and they all have fake IDs, and then Porky kicks them out because it's like, no, I'm running a real establishment. So in theory, we shouldn't be mad at Porky's or Porky because he's fat. Oh, so. sure. <sighs> um, 80s. It wasn't very <laughs> clever. Some stories are really good, but names? Yeah. So he Porky's. kicks them out because he doesn't want to lose, you know, his license or whatever so then they get mad and wanted to bring porky down and that's that's the premise of porky's okay <laughs> um but it takes place in in the 50s there's a jewish kid and he gets picked on a lot and a lot of probably terms that <laughs> should not be repeated but they end up befriending the the jewish kid to get out back at porky for some reason i don't really remember that premise and then in spoilers Porky loses, or uh, Pee Wee loses his virginity at the end of the film. That's the that's the uh, crane kick to the face and uh, Rocky winning. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a like I'd be curious to see how it holds up because I always remember it feeling gritty and dirty. 
I mean, once again, it was HBO and or I was watching it on VHS, but it because it took place in the 50s, it looked like it was a low budget film, as yeah. I remember now. Right. Um, you should watch it. You have no like to watch it now without having any history other than you weren't allowed to watch it. Yeah, I don't. I knew Porky was fat. Of course. I mean, he's Porky. And he was like, you darn kids kind of thing. Yeah. And it's. That's it. I didn't know. I didn't know it was. I didn't even know it's a brothel. I was like, "What is he running?" I thought it was like a pizza joint. Or, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Well, there's the sign, and I think it says. I think I could be wrong, and you know, you can check me on internet. I think it says "Eat at Porky's." There might be a okay. sign that says that, so that might have been. So wait, they're just going to a barbecue place? What's yeah. wrong with this, Mom? Why won't you let me see this movie? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, What's and, going on? And another, uh, the big football player of the group, the big, big thick guy, meat. <laughs> meat of course it's like come on like it's just so now and now as we're talking about it's the worst yeah i guess john hughes was the only one no all these people are gonna have real names right <laughs> i mean i'll stereotypically put them as the jock the nerd and everything but they're gonna have real names yeah i just remember it reminds me of a line in uh i forget who is at the podium revenge of the nerds he's like now we'll have like a, a, a speech from Let's call him Tom. Tom Tiny Hayes. And then yeah. Oh the, yeah, yeah. The guy whispers in his ear and says, I'm sorry, Tom the Meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Is that uh John Goodman? Because John Goodman was the coach. John Goodman. Oh so my it might God. have been during during that uh that speech. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so... I know, it's just such a weird and, and, and it's so funny to think all these movies were born <clears throat> not just of Rocky, but like all of a sudden that's what the 80s became yeah there wasn't like this weird i mean that's, yes there were still some in the 70s but all of a sudden it's like the 80s hit and it's like teen comedies because obviously teens were going to the movies and obviously i mean it's not out of art it was yeah. out of money they saw a financial gain of like hey more kids are going to movies and i think that's sort of the whole i mean we can even go back again scorsese and you know uh, coppola talking about these are you know uh, theme park movies yeah. these are this and there's no real cinema and it's like yeah but you need to sell tickets and you know a teen's not gonna go ooh, godfather right yeah you know, yes we eventually go back and rewatch godfather or watch apocalypse now going oh my god this is great but for a 13 year old to get in the theater it's like oh great i can't wait to see about the the trials and tribulation of vietnam i'm 13 right. you know it's yeah. a great film but all of a sudden they saw this market going wait if we make these teen movies you know, we'll bring more dollars in. Because at first it just seemed like you only went to the movies with your parents. Right. And, you know, I think, you know, another person in those that generation of the film school kids in the team, uh, Spielberg. Right. You know, he made the first. He, made, he invented the summer movie. Yeah. Yeah. So and that who went to the summer movies, teens. And so. I guess, yeah, I guess we would say it would start with Jaws. Yeah. Then finished up with, of the 70s, then finished up with Star Wars. Yeah. And then we have the 80s. Yeah, because then now it's like, oh, wow, a huge box office and basically teens. Basically, these are the people marketer, uh, marketing people want to target because now they're getting to the buying age. And now they, you know, are they can be swayed, you know, with choices and stuff like that. And so it's like, oh, well, then let's cater to teens if they're going to the movies they're going to beg their parents for money and they're going to they're going to get the money and they're going to go and families could go too so that's a lot of money and so they just figured wow if we just cater to this um, demographic then you know we can make a lot of money 
because uh, Hollywood was struggling in the seventies. Um, Which and then, you can go back then to Rudy Ray Moore and a lot of those films exactly. and what saved the box office. Exactly. But yeah, that's the thing. You have it's the summer. Adults are working. We need to sell tickets from noon on. Right. So it's like who's coming? Teens. You know, do do teens want to see Apocalypse Now? No. I mean, eventually, but. They want to see, oh, my God, there's Jaws, there's Star Wars, there's Transformers, there's uh, the John Hughes films. Movies, all of a sudden, you opened up this wave of everyone going that isn't animation. You know, right. It's like, oh, we have an animated movie. Yeah, but do you have anything else? You know. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. You know, you need to fill the marketplace. You need to fill the box office with varied things for all types of people, for all types of moods. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, you can't. Yes, an intense film about Vietnam that's great, you know, it's just not great every time, every day in your life, you yeah. know, you don't feel like that every day, you may feel like that once in a while, but, you know, a teen comedy, maybe, I don't know, maybe you and I feel like a teen comedy, yeah. you if know. If it looks at it, I'll see a teen comedy, I still yeah. watch a teen yeah. comedy here and there, and it's like, I enjoy this, it's like, oh, times are different, because they might be more cell phone-centric, going, oh, yeah, they that fills up a lot of plot devices, yeah. you know, and... At 13, am I going to see The Silence? No. No. I am not seeing The Silence. <laughs> I don't care if it has Spider-Man and uh, Kylo Ren. Right. <laughs> That's how they should pitch it. What if Spider-Man <laughs> and Kylo Ren were Christians? And they were trying to convert. Hmm. Wait, where are we going with them? <laughs> Does anyone fight? No, it's really yeah. depressing. Yeah. And they're really skinny. But the word of God. Yeah. Like, really, really skinny. Yeah. So what's the whole point? <laughs> if they step on a religious symbol, then they can live. But if not, they're going to get tortured. Wait, what? <laughs> Do they want them there? No, but we're spreading the word of God. I feel like you could live and not be there. Man, three hours is going to tell you something yeah. different. <laughs> yeah, that movie too. Like Maybe that was his whole thing. I could, I could beat Silence. Silence was three hours. There's three and a half hours of The Irishman. In three, in three hours... You know, in the theater is one thing, because you're there. You're yeah. in the box. You're. I, I'm, you're, I'm committed. You're committed. Three hours at home. Three and a half. Sorry. Three and a half hours at home. Yeah. I mean, I guess most people are like watching it in pieces, because you know, home. Yeah. There's a lot of things going on. Can you sit for three and a half hours? I mean, that's a commitment. Like when Ange and I finally get it, well, I'll probably get it as a screener. Speaking of it's screener season, it literally will be one of those things. Where, like if unless we don't, if we don't start it at seven. We're watching it over two nights. Yeah. Because if it's like, it's 8.30, hey, we should start the, oh, God, we'll be done at midnight. <laughs> I'm going to check out at 11. And I don't care how much people go, it moves. Time is time. Right. And I'm going to get tired. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Three and a half. But I may be, uh, oh, yeah, I, I don't know. And it'll look great on your TV. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking for, I guess it's coming out with Friday. Yeah. The, um. No, it comes out. Friday in the theaters. Uh, oh, Friday, the 15th, Friday in the theaters, and fifteenth on Netflix, yeah, which yeah. they do with the Dolomite movie. That's what it is. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, part of me wants to see it on the big screen to be pot committed to it. Like, yeah. all right, let's go to the three o'clock. Even though when we're out, it's you know bedtime. You right. Know, let's go to the three o'clock, which we'll hunker down and watch it. Yeah. And 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 even though I can watch it on Netflix, and I'll probably get a screener, which is weird. But I feel like I'll focus more on it. Yeah. You know, I'll be able to just like, or even go to the one o'clock. Right. Let's go to the one o'clock, get it done. Five o'clock, go to dinner. Yeah. You know. 
come out depending on you know daylight saves come out and hopefully a little bit of light out you go there in the morning man breakfast was great and you leave it's like dinner (laughs) (laughs) all right well i think uh we covered man wave (laughs) hashtag man wave hashtag man Episode, episode so named uh, yes, it, it, this will actually be called Man Wave. <laughs> Follow us on the socials on everything. Thank you all for listening. And this yes. has been Post Apocalyptic with Rob. This is John. Take it easy. Oh, no.